don't know how to swim. How in the world am I going to cross this river? It's too much water. Some probably said, hey, you know what? I don't want to deal with this at all. I'm just not up for it today. But Joshua, the Bible says that God had told Joshua that this day I am in front of the people. Joshua had seen God make Moses great in front of the people, but now God is about to make Joshua great in front of all the people that he's leading. He does it. He tells the priest, you all know the story, we read it last week. He tells the people, hey, I want you to go, I want you to go. Get the priest, get the Ark of the Covenant, and walk out there in the water. And they walk out there in the water, and the, the priest began to keep hot God high and lifted up as the Ark of the Covenant went out before them. And they get out there in the water, and as soon as their feet touched the river, the water dried up. And a million or so people crossed the Jordan River over into this was the launch this was the, the takeoff for the children of Israel to be able to God had for them get this you all he told them about the land flowing with milk and honey he told them how it was going to look on the other side he did not however explain to them the process that they will have to go through to be able to get there because how many of you all know and realize this that whatever it is of God whatever the promises that God has for you have to experience there is something that you and I will have to go through in order to be able to walk into the full destiny and promises that God has for our lives there is some type of struggle I know I just cursed when I said that some type of struggle that as we're getting ready to walk into everything that God has for our lives, but let me encourage you and tell you again this morning, if you keep God high and lifted up and you realize that he has already gone before you and you realize you are grace for every challenge, you are grace for every struggle, you are grace for everything, uncertainty that comes up your way, as long as you keep your eyes on him, he'll lead you and guide you all the way because here it is they're at a point now they're at a place the option to turn around is not an option the choice to turn around and go back because let's be honest this morning saints of God whenever we sense a bit of a struggle getting ready to happen we're ready to revert back whenever we are faced with something that makes us uncomfortable we're ready to back back. Whenever we face something that we're ignorant of and we don't know all the way, we're ready to step back. Whenever we're faced with challenges and uncertainty, we are ready to pull back to our comfort zone because here it is, saints of God, I said that this morning on prayer that we love the idea of change but we don't like the work of change. Oh, I wish I had a talk back church here this morning. I said we love the idea of change. It sounds good. It sounds exciting. But the work of change is something totally different. They're having to walk into the unknown. Place they've never been before. A place they've never seen before. They've heard stories about it. But they're walking into something that they have never experienced before in their life. And it is so easy for you and I at the face of challenges to turn around and to revert back. Here it is, saints of God. Here's a lesson we got to learn. The past is something we watch from, not a place to live in. The past is something that we watch from, 
but not a place that we live in. It would have been great for them just to go and say, you know what, Joshua, Pastor Josh, it's all cool in the game. We're cool where we are. We're great where we are. We've heard great stories and testimonies of what God had did with Moses and our forefathers and foremothers, but you know what? We don't want none of that. We'll just revel and live in the past and, and, and relish in that and be excited about what God has done and forfeit to experience what God desires to do right now. Can I challenge us this morning? Can I challenge us this morning? We just don't live in the past and get caught up on what God has done, but that we begin to realize that yes, God has done some great things in the past, but if there is still breath in our body, that there's a future that's better right in front of us, if we would just put our hands in God's hand and trust him, though we may not know challenges that will come in our way but if we can be able to trust God and not live in the past we can experience a better and brighter future that God has for our lives who am I talking to this morning that you don't have to live in the past of yesteryear and what God did before but there is a new day dawning that God wants you to be able to see him work not just in your mama life you heard great testimonies of how God made a way for them you heard how God healed them you heard how God came through for them but now God has said hey let me rewrite your story and give you your own testimony and you can say I know for myself what God has the power to be able to do I know for myself that he's able to heal I know for myself that he's a provider I know for myself like David I once was young but now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken know his seed begging bread Living in the past accomplishes nothing but frustrations. <laughs> uh, you don't believe me? You don't believe me? Let's bring it down just a little bit. Try to get in a new relationship and all you do is rehearse what your ex did. And see how long you be in a relationship. This relationship is going to last when you continue to rehearse your previous who wants to hear about your old relationship when you're in the new relationship who wants to hear about what they did in the past and I got better and better that I want to do for you now but you're about to forfeit that because you keep rehearsing the past and going over the past about what has happened past is something to be able to glean from but not a place to stay in. If you're stuck in yesteryear, God wants to deliver you today. If, you, if, you, if you're stuck at what God has done yesterday, he wants to deliver you today so that you can experience the freshness of God and what he wants to do in your life today. I love what Pastor David Guzik says in one of his commentaries. He says, we don't remember the past great works of God so that we can live in a dreamland of the past thinking that the best days of our Christian experience are behind us. Get this. We remember them as a point of faith so that so, so we can trust God for greater and greater works in the future because we have seen and experienced his past faithfulness. The past should be something that fuels our faith to be able to trust God for what he's about to do today in my life. And what we have seen God do ought to pump you up and charge you up that even uncertainties that I have today, I can be able to rest assured the same God that came through 
last year is the same God that will come this year. The same God that kept me in undergrad is the same God that can bring me through grad. The same God that was with me then is the same God that can be able to do it now. Why? His faithfulness does not change. I wish I had a church this morning. I'm so glad that God's faithfulness does not change. I'm so glad that God's faithfulness does not expire. I'm so glad that his faithfulness does not end. But what he has done in the past lets me know of the capability of what he's able to do in my future. Because of what we've seen, because of what we experienced, his past faithfulness. Somebody's alarm clock went off to let me know my time is up. Help God. Joshua tells the people, we've crossed over. It's almost like chapter four are instructions on how to handle chapter three. He tells them, he says, hey, I need 12 men from each tribe. I want you to go out and gather stones, not just any type of stones, not small stones, Candace, but I want you to gather big stones. And with those stones, once you get the Gilgal, I want you to set up a memorial there. I want you to take those stones and turn them into a memorial so that as generations come down the line, they can be able to ask the question, what do these stones mean? From there, we can be able to share God's faithfulness towards us he tells them get the stones because the stones are to be a memorial so that we never forget what God has done the stones to be there as a reminder for future generations when life gets hard when the struggle becomes real, as you're walking around the promise, then you will stumble across a memorial of stones. And those stones will serve as a reminder to you of God's faithfulness in the past. I got to ask a question this morning. Have we given God enough stones? Have we given God enough stones? It blessed me the other day. Sister Erica shared a Facebook memory about the first surgery that everybody had. How many years ago was that, Erica? Eight years ago when she, oh my God, eight years ago when she had her very first surgery. I mean, she was nothing about a few weeks old, maybe about a month or so old, and she had the very first surgery. We prayed and we believed and we trusted God. We prayed and we believed that God was going to bring her out. We prayed and believed that God was going to turn things around. We prayed and believed against what all the doctors had said, that she wouldn't be able to walk, she wouldn't be able to talk, that she wasn't going to be able to learn, but here it is. I'm looking at her right now, praising God and clapping along with me. She helps me pray every week they said all these different things of what was going to happen to her but through the grace and the mercy and the power of God she serves our life serves as a memorial to remind us the same God that did that for her is the same God that will step into our situations and step into our lives and change things around have we given God enough stones have you told God God I thank you have you ever stopped and been in Walmart and you remember the time where you had to check your account before you use your car but 
and keep on swiping and keep on swiping and just be fine. Let that be a memorial of God's faithfulness. Have you given God enough stones? Have you given God enough credit for what he has done in your life? I'm at the point now. I'm at the point now. I'm at the point now. I'm at the point now that listen I don't want no quiet dead church I don't want no quiet dead church that when we come to the house of God and we're all together baby it's got to be on and pop it got to be alive because we are not just an organization we are an organism we are a living being so when we come together I'm sorry I don't care about you being an introvert I don't care about you being an extrovert because the Bible says let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord so when we is a memorial, a stone that we give to God. Hell, it's on Tuesday. All the struggles I went through on Wednesday, and here it is on Sunday. I'm a testimony of the grace and mercy of God. So excuse me if I'm too loud. Excuse me if I dance. Excuse me if I shout. I gotta give God a stone for what He's done for me. you given him enough stones have you given him enough credit have you told God I thank you for all that you have done thank you for the struggles you brought me through God I thank you tells him gather big stones and set up a memorial here it is oh God help me this morning our stones are to be memorialized, not idolized. Because what happens, <laughs> we get some stones, Amber, and we stay with those stones. And we begin to idolize the stones and what has happened in the past, which traps God into one space. Because we celebrate what God has done in the past, and here he is with wide opens, ready to do something in the future. But he can't move as he wants to, free course he can't, but he wants our participation in doing so, Dr. Lane, because we're so merry and stuck on our past. Stones should never be something that should be idolized, but it serves as a memorial to celebrate what God has done then what God is doing now and what God is getting ready to do in the future just gather the stones just get the stones and I like verse 8 because Joshua tells the man Go get the stones, build a memorial. Uh -huh. But the Bible says in verse 8 that Joshua takes it upon himself to go and build another memorial for God with stones in the Jordan River. This messed me up when I saw this. Messed me up when I read one of the commentaries. Commentator said that Joshua places the stones in the Jordan River, in the midst of the Jordan River, so that when the water goes down and there's a drought, they can still see God. 
time in life where life gonna be life in. There's gonna come a time in life where life is gonna be hard and challenging and I will lose my way and forget about the goodness and past experience of God's faithfulness and when there's a drought in that drought Alex it's going to be a memorial that I forgot that was there but I will look at it and say wait a minute now let me get myself together the same God that kept me before the drought is the same God that has the power to be able to keep me now I wish I had the witness I know somebody can be able to testify and say that the same God that kept me in the first year of COVID is the same God that's been keeping me in the second year of COVID and here we are less than a month away from the third year and the same God that has kept us then through ups and downs is the same God that is keeping me now what are you saying pastor that it's upon us to be proactive and store up some stones for when times get hard <laughs> Oh, I got to be proactive and, 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 and gather, I should have some stones, and gather me some stones. That I put them in work. Put them in my foul cabinet at work, Deacon. And when folks start cutting up, I open that foul cabinet, I'd be reminded about God's faithfulness that I got a job. I got to gather me some stones, Brother Brian, so that, and have them at home. So when you've been in the house with your kids for three days because of a snow day, And they don't take the bus or walk to school. They get dropped off every morning. And there's a snow day three days. You need some stones at home. To remind you that children are a gift from God. You need to gather some stones. To be able to have in your car. When you see everybody else getting new cars and, and driving good. And your car, the paint is coming off and different stuff like that. And you remind yourself, God, thank you that my car is paid off. I owe no man nothing. You have to gather some stones to remind you of God's faithfulness. Because life sometimes will cause us to have amnesia. And we forget. And we will become overwhelmed. which the enemy uses as a weapon to suck out God's faithfulness from my memory. But when I got those stones, the stones remind me of what God is able to do. That's right, Everly, just keep calling them. The stones remind me of God's past experience. It reminds me of God's faithfulness in the past. Verses 21 through 24, something happens. I like it. It says, then Joshua says to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God, and he kept it dry until you were all across. Just as he did at the Red Sea, when he dried it up until we all crossed over. He did this so that the nations of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so you might fear the Lord God forever. These aren't just stones. They're, 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 they're more than stones. 
there's stories of God's continued faithfulness through trying times. Your stones should turn you into a storyteller. Here, Joshua is telling them so that you can be able to tell your children. Because I told you, this is an entirely different generation. The ones that were with Moses, they're all died out now. They've heard the story about the Red Sea, but they have their first encounter of God's faithfulness at the Jordan River. But for generations that will come after that, they'd be out just minding their own business, and they come across some stones, and they stop, Mama, Daddy, Grandma, Big Daddy, what is this? Now, I imagine what my mind is almost like story time at school. The teacher would be front and center, gather the kids around them, and explain to them and tell them that has been generational in their lives. Who are you telling about God's faithfulness in your life? We have those that we're going and that we're, 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 we're venting about life and telling them how bad life is and how life sucks. And how I wish, I wish, I wish this, I wish that. But who are we telling about God's faithfulness? Who are we testifying to about God's Faithfulness. Some may say, well, Pastor, listen, I get it, I get it, I got it. But should just my testimony be when God has came out with the victory and I got what I wanted? No. Because your stone could be a reminder of a loss. Your stone could be a reminder of a disaster that did not end the way that you thought that it was going to end. But your testimony can be that God Preserve me and kept me through that season. Who are we testifying to? You heard Sister Deborah come up here, talk about how she'd been out of work for three months, but you never would have known it. It didn't change her service to God. She was here ready to serve, ready to usher. He had her hands lifted up in praise and worship. You didn't know nothing. But her testimony is God is a keeper. God's a way maker. God's a provider. Who are you testifying to about God's continual faithfulness in your life? They're more than just stones. More than just stones. More than just stones. Because Israel now is on a journey. And they have some challenges ahead that they don't even know about. But God knows them. And he tells them, set these memorials because there are going to be things that are going to come in the future that's going to cause you to want to revert back and go back. But once you get there, you will have a stone that will be there to remind you to keep going forward. Who 
are you testifying to? Who are you talking to? Who are you sharing about the faithfulness of God? Every opportunity we get, we ought to be telling folks, waiting for an opportunity. Did you say you went through what? <laughs> you got a minute? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Who are you testifying to? I like it. In the New Testament, the woman that had the multiple booze, God tells her about herself. And she says, come see a man that told, told me everything about myself. And the village, the town said, hey, we don't want to take your word for it. They invited Jesus to come and kick it with them for a little bit. And they were all saved. Their breakthrough was tied up in her mouth. And when she opened up her mouth and testified about Jesus telling her everything about herself, other people were set free because of us. When, when, when can we, or when can we be trained with our children and let them know, hey, the mom or the daddy you see now is not the same person a few years ago. Sit down with me for a little bit and I increase your allowance once you hear this story. And tell them about your life, how your life was before Christ. Tell them about how your life has been with Christ. Tell them how, even though you've been with Christ, you dipped and dabbed and did some other stuff that you should not have, but that God kept you and his grace and his mercy was continually followed behind you. Who are we testifying to? Because for Joshua and Israel, this is their launch into the unknown. And there's no going back now. They have been launched into the unknown. And there's no more going back. Well, we have been launched into the unknown. Oh, going back. All we could do now as my daddy tells me to put my hand in God's hand and keep trusting him all the way. The stones, God, I wish I had some stones. That would have been great. Your stones are more than just rocks, but they're stories. Stories that you have experienced personally and seeing God's faithfulness in your life. Gather some stones and tuck them away somewhere. So when life be life and you got something to remind yourself, despite how stuff may look, God is faithful. Despite how it may feel, God is faithful. Despite what I may hear, God is faithful. And nothing we go through in life changes or alters God's faithfulness towards us. Who? Who should you be talking to? Who should you be testifying to? 
sharing God's faithfulness. I'm done, but I want to pray for you this morning. This is a launch for Joshua and Israel into the unknown. And all they have is God's faithfulness to sustain them through it all. Let's be honest this morning. Sometimes it's challenging. It's challenging calling back God's faithfulness when life is lifing. Sometimes it's challenging and trusting God. Even though we've seen his past acts and have past experience with him, it can still be a little challenge. Okay, I won't put it on you. It can still be a little challenge to me. Even though I've seen him do some stuff. It can still be challenging. But when I have my stones, my stones helps change my perspective from a victim to someone that has a victory. My stones brings me back in order and in line so that I can be able to see what God is designing to do in my life at that time. I want to pray for you this morning that pastor gets challenging it gets scary. But no matter how scared you may be, don't stop moving. No matter how challenging it may be, don't stop moving. If anything the enemy wants to do is to cause you to stop, because if he calls you to stop, you will doubt and you revert back. But keep moving. Though it may be scary, keep moving. Though it may be unknown, keep moving. Keep going, keep moving. Don't stop. Keep going, keep moving. I know it may sound crazy, it may sound strange. Keep moving, don't stop until you get to where God has for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that's in this room right now, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you will enable them, Father to trust you like they've never trusted you before. God, I pray that you will enable them, oh God, to lean on you, God. We give you our future, the unknown, the known, everything in between, the ups and downs, the challenges, the things that we don't see, the things that we don't know. God, we give it to you because we know you have already gone into our next and you've already paved the way. So we're looking to you because all of our help comes from you anyway. And all we have is you. And it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, come on to clap those hands real good in here. (laughs) 
There may be someone online that's watching right now. If you're on YouTube or you're on Facebook and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. This is your moment right now to ask the greatest man in the world into your life that will change your life from the inside out. You don't have to try to get yourself together. You don't have to try to do any of those things, but he is the one that has the power to be able to put you together and to make you into what you could not become on your own. If that's you, ma'am, you, sir, just put in the comment section, inbox us right now and say, I want to be saved. And today will be your, set, your day of salvation. Someone from my team will reach out to you and we will believe God with you for the victory in your life that once you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you are then, right then, you are saved by faith through grace.